the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Dallas Cowboys select Ezekiel Elliott. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Well, welcome to the Draft Show, the third edition and the final edition this week uh, from the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Brian Broaddus from DallasCowboys.com. David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com. No Dane the Brain tonight. No, the smart scout flew the coop. Yeah, the guy with all yeah. of the knowledge. <laughs> and the guy with all the knowledge, that's absolutely right. But we'll bring you some knowledge. And uh, as we always do, we like to, to investigate and educate. And we got a chance to see both teams practice today. And what was surprising, David, was the fact that full pads. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I was expecting, as you know, I was kind of thinking the NFL procedural, how teams – you know, with, with the Cowboys, a Wednesday full pads and shoulder pads and shorts, and then, you know, that kind of the shells look. But I'm, they went full pads today. I'm practicing. glad you mentioned that because we said last night on oh, the show. Oh, I, I, I point the finger at me. But that's, you know, and, I mean, I trust you with that. You're the old personnel guy. So mm-hmm. we got to the stadium. I was working on a story, wasn't really looking at practice, and I look up 15 minutes in, and I'm like, well, hey, they're, they're in pads. Full pads, yeah. And – I just assumed I misheard you. No, I, I you know what? No, you did not misheard me. I, I, I but I will. I mean, you're here for five days to evaluate 60, 70 some right. odd draft prospects. Why like, not? I right. Mean, and well, they're yeah. not going to play another football game until July. So yeah, I was, I, I was okay with that because I get thought I thought the practice. And did you notice today? Everybody's complaining about the practices with the the difference between the Bears and the Browns. But you see what I was talking about mm-hmm. with. The Browns appear to be doing more teaching. Yes. And then there was more. But th- there was some good periods. I-, I thought both teams, you know, had some good. I-, I-, I, You know, me, I get so much out of all the one-on-one stuff. Actually, And you know what's? I'm glad you said that. And I don't know, maybe I'm just biased because I watch Cat the Cowboys so much more. But sure. People, when they go to Dallas, players, l- l- like, rave about how competitive and sure. Garrett loves to put his guys in competitive situations. I didn't feel like I saw as much of it. I mean, like, a Cowboys training camp practice features a lot of one-on-one. Right. There's the compete period where everybody goes in front of the team and kind of right. stretch their stuff. You saw there was some of that, but it wasn't but as the prominent one-on-one, today. But the one-on-one, the receivers. Yeah. Things that we would in, in, in are back in the day. And, by the way, Kent Garrison, the executive producer of this thing, because it brings it up because Kent's idea about, you know, training camp live, OTA yeah. live, all those things. You know, when we used to show that, because you're always right in the middle of it. I think if we were filming the practice, and like last year, we had some, basically some senior bowl live yeah. on the field that was yeah. one-on-one, and I think we would always, I, I always find myself going towards that direction I, of watching those guys. I would have liked to have seen some more of it today, honestly. Yeah. At least that's the impression that I got. But yeah, but yeah so Well, you know up. what, we, we, again, it's the, it's the uh, Cleveland Browns are one of the staffs, and then the Chicago Bears are the other. Uh, this was the final Real practice. Uh, they've kicked us out now. We don't get to watch the uh, walkthrough tomorrow. And then the game will be on the NFL Network on Saturday at 1.30. So if you want to check that out, please feel free to do so. They will be all over that coverage. And then uh, we'll probably break it down a little bit for you. We get the tape in from uh, one of these teams. And then we'll be able to sit and watch it. And then have some really some follow-up about it on the draft show uh, come next Thursday. Okay, always like to ask you this. I don't mean to make it a broad question, but were there some guys today? Is there anybody different? Are we starting to see, or is it not starting? Is it the same guys that the O.J. Howards of the world and people like that that we keep keep seeing, keep seeing? But is there anybody that that is has risen? In, uh, maybe not from yesterday, but into today. There there definitely is one. Let me see your roster real quick because I left mine in my room. Way to be prepared. I, I know. That's my bad. Uh, um, well, there's one that I know right off the top of my head. I got to get the other. Uh, okay, I got it now. And we talked about him last night. Rasul Douglas flashed at me today. Yeah. I thought he was outstanding. I thought he like made the some length, really nice the reach, plays. and all that stuff. The length is awesome. Yeah. Like he's six two, leg- right. and that's his that's his way in oh, height. I, I, that's not I, like I some college a, BS. Yeah, I didn't have a good vision for him initially. When you watch the West Virginia tape, I thought there was some times where he really didn't cover all that and well. Eight picks as a senior at West Virginia. Yeah, he was all over his guys today. And the best part, I wrote about this for a story I'm writing tomorrow. He made like a really athletic play down the sideline on Zay Jones, where yeah. it was like some Byron Jones, Mo Claiborne type stuff, where he was over the guy's shoulder, 
uh, breaking up a pass that I really didn't look like he had a chance at getting to. And, yeah, I, I think uh, you wrote about this a little bit, too, with the UConn safety is yeah. that you worry about, you know, your your movement and your ability and stuff like that. Uh, you want me to say it for Go you? Go ahead. O- Obi, Obi Melifonwu. Melifonwu. The UConn safety. That's who is him. 6'4", 220. Yeah. But, and, and – uh, uh, Rasul Douglas. I don't know why I can't say this guy's yeah. name. He moved surprisingly well for a guy who's yeah. as big as he is. I thought, especially he's not playing safety; he's playing corner. Right. So I really liked him. And then um, Jordan Willis, the Kansas State defensive end, who I know what you I know you said you hadn't <laughs> noticed him, but yeah, I was gonna say Brian was like, I know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he he looked. Fast and explosive out there today. Going okay, specifically 255 in, pounds. Sure. I always talk about left end, right end. He was uh, playing left end. Because, I, and the only reason, folks, I say this out there about left end, right end, is that the, that's the way that the Cowboys evaluate mm-hmm. their board. They, they will have a, a, a designation of all the left ends. They'll have a board with all, or not a board, but a separate category of all the right ends all the one techniques, and all the three techniques. Which, and I, 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 so hate, which listen, si- well, I hate listening to you talk about because everybody's a left end. But but that's the problem with this football this team. They don't have, I mean. But this kid, based on what we know, I would say he's a right end, but he played left end his entire college career and was right. pretty damn good at it. Right. Had 17 and a half tackles for loss at left end, and I think he had 11 sacks as a senior coming from left end. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but I know that he was kicking the right tackles butt today. He was getting around the corner. He wasn't giving the guy a chance. I think, you know, obviously you don't sack the quarterback in practices like this, but if you did, I think he would have had three today. Yeah, he so he, the, the pressure was definitely there. For, okay, well, from what – okay, from how would you compare him to what you've seen from some of the teammates on his on, – on, on that side, though? I'm glad and, you and, asked that question. And let me, and let me ask you this because – yeah, on that on that particular team, if you remember, there's Deshaun Hall, Hall is on that team, and he's and then uh, Pat Sagan is on that team as well. And we talked about him, but and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. Uh-huh. We're a Texas-based team, and he plays at A&M. I'm sure there's a lot of Aggies listening. I came into the week with him on my radar. Thinking he was going to be because a screamer. He's from A&M, and he's a big name, and he played right. with Garrett. I don't remember him doing anything this week. Am I See, crazy? See, that's the total. I mean, it, this, is, this, is the, this is the problem that you really run into when you're at the Senior Bowl, and you're trying to watch so much sure, of the field. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you're, and you're right. And you're watching, you're watching a corner cover in one-on-one when Hall might be winning a rep. Right. And then it comes back around and you don't see him. Right. And, and that's why we, you know, I like to sit in the press box where we do because at least you have a chance to see the whole field. Yeah. And there's scouts that are just responsible for, hey, let me watch the one-on-one pass rush stuff. Right. Let me watch the one-on-one wide receiver defensive back stuff. Did you see Hall do anything? I tell you what, though, th- there's some things with Hall where I felt like, and I don't disagree with what you're saying, Totally. I, I mean, I, I think there's a part of me, though. I did see him win a couple of different okay. times. And I'm sure he did. Yeah. I mean, how many reps did he take uh, but over we'll, the course you know, of the we'll, week? Exactly. We'll, we'll, when we get back to Dallas and we sit there at the star and we have all that practice tape, you know, you'll be able to see him go rep after right. rep after rep. I, 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 I See, I was the opposite, though, on the, on the Willis kid right. because I didn't see him win like that. And, you know, here you are. You're, you've, you've obviously done your homework on the player, and you know the player – but you, but to me, I didn't see the consistency of winning, and and, well, and, that's, and, and the, that's but that's but that's like I say, you're watching you know yeah. separate. That's deals. the fun. I, he was he kicked butt in the span of about 15 minutes yeah. in full team today. Uh, who I mean, who knows what he did yesterday? That, and that's the tricky part is yeah, you're trying to watch about 60 guys at once. Is it possible that like Rain Dakota, he's quote unquote a gamer? Sure. We'll yeah, have to yeah. see what he does in the game. Yeah, I mean, no, you knew that, that you knew the Aggie was going to speak. Oh, up no, he, hey, I got to defend my boy. Yeah. yeah, well, I thought you were talking about Willis. I thought that's no, who he was no, talking about. Deshaun. Yeah, let me ask you something, Dave. And 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 by the way, we're going to play a little game. We're going to do. Uh, we're going to finish up some of our talk here about the Senior Bowl and what we saw today. Uh, but I also want to do a little bit more of the Twitter on the twenty. I want to give mm-hmm. people the opportunity if they have some draft questions. Uh, we're kind of without our crutch here, Dane Brugler 
you know, we're like 60 guys in. He's 300. It's like, it's like having yeah. a supercomputer. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if your questions are about uh, uh, players, we'll try and do our best to answer them to the best of our we got, ability. We got plenty of questions. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I also want to play a little game with you, Dave, and, and Kent. You guys can play along here and at home. Maybe you will. This is really this is uh, some questions. I just called this the draft show questions, and a lot of them have to do with the Cowboys. So you know, I just kind of want to use your expertise on this football team today. Since we're missing Dame, I want to use your expertise to talk about some draft questions. I can't positions wait. and things like that. So we're going to get into that. We're going to do we're going to do this uh, Senior Bowl stuff. Twitter on the twenty, and then we'll do the draft questions. Okay. And put a big bow on this. So, uh, but uh, let me ask you this though: any running backs? And that was a subject we got into. And I'm not going to revisit, you know, what yeah, we were talking we about, about with it yesterday. Yeah, we talked about. It. But were there any running backs that stood out to you of this group? And you know, and I'm and, I'm, and I'll let you have the uh, the sheet right there. If there's anybody that jumped out at you, I said yesterday for the okay, and this actually works perfectly. I loved Hunt and Clement right. from the North team yesterday. Right, I thought right. they were great. And then today, uh, the kid who really jumped out at me was this Jamal Williams from Brigham Young. There you go. Uh, he had a couple of plays. He had one today where he cut some, he bounced it to the outside and beat two or three different defensive backs to the corner. Didn't just beat them, but then kept getting yards. Like it was a lot like those plays we saw from Zeke all during football season, where right. you're just like, "There's nothing, there's nothing, nothing there's nothing. nothing," and then, and then all then of a sudden there's seven yards. yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, and he had one of those where I was just like, "Okay, dude." Uh, so I, I, he was impressive, and I kind of I did some research on him after that play and was like, "All right, like this this guy's a player. This yeah. isn't this isn't a nobody." You know, you mentioned. And that's Kareem Hunt from Toledo. Yeah. And what I, I, I li- love that. Yeah. Guy. And I'll tell you what I like about Kareem Hunt. I, you know, not knowing much about him at Toledo, Dane had talked about him as a guy coming in that, mm-hmm. hey, you need to watch. You need to see this guy. I, what I noticed from, with Kareem Hunt, I noticed a physical runner with the ball in his hands. Today, I saw two things I was really happy with him. I saw him as a blitz protector. You know, they were screaming off the edge. They were rushing guys in the middle, and he was stepping up and taking guys on. And 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 the, specifically, you know, Hanson Riddick from Temple, who has been, you know, you know, one of the better Hassan, players out yeah, here Hassan, all week. Excuse me, Hassan. Yeah, Hanson. not Hanson. Hassan. There you go. Riddick. You know, and I and I and I, I think it's actually Riddick. Riddick. We'll get it. We got it. Got eventually. Fine. I'll get this name right. Jared Golf. Yeah, Jared Golf. But no, but yeah, with 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 uh, with him with Riddick, I said it right that time. No, you Riddick. Didn't. It's fine. J- well, the Temple guy, we got it. <laughs> the Temple guy, Riddick. But anyway, but that's the thing about it is th- to me he was taking him on, and he there was yeah. and he was difficult to block. I said it, on yesterday's show that his his pre pre senior bowl weight was two twenty five. He's only like two oh eight. He's I gave him too much credit, but he right. doesn't play he plays big. He look right. he plays like a load. Right. He's he's not afraid to block. He's not no. afraid to put his pads down. No, no, and, and he caught the ball well today yeah. too in the one on one stuff as I saw as well. Forty one receptions for four hundred yards as a senior at Toledo this year. So, so there you go. That's your complete complete back. And that's, you know, I feel like everybody's looking Kareem Hunt. Every, everybody's looking for that guy who can get in here at 28 and make a difference and help get this team past the divisional round of the playoffs. I get that. But that's the type of stuff that excites me is the guy that's going to be there on Saturday afternoon who can sneakily make this team a lot better. Obviously, you don't need him to start. You have Ezekiel right. Elliott, but a guy like that can make this team a lot better infuse some youth into your running back core, give you some great depth, a versatile guy. I mean, that you're basically talking about merging the skill sets of Darren McFadden and Lance Dunbar into one guy. I, I mean, think they're going to have to draft a guy like that. I, I think, think I think they need to either draft a running back or sign a priority free agent. I mean, you remember Thomas Rawls. Right. Uh, you know, Darius Jackson. We talked Jackson, about him on the draft show a bunch. Darius yeah. Jackson was a six-round pick. He probably might have gone undrafted. They didn't want to let him get to that point. I, I think a guy like that would be good for this team with what the depth behind Zeke looks like. Disappointing player. Uh, I saw you mention this. I'll give you – I'll give you – well, I already said Deshaun Hall. I thought I, – yeah. I was disappointed based on the hype, based on yeah. the – you know, all this season I've been hearing like, well, Garrett's good, but keep your eye on Deshaun Hall. This guy's yeah. a beast. Uh, so that was disappointing. And then you mentioned this, Traven Doral. 
Traven Doral. Not a great not just a every, nothing. Every just a rec- blah week. It seemed like that every receiver, every time you looked up, there was a receiver where it's Chad Williams from the Grambling kid, uh Josh Reynolds, Switzer. Uh we talked about Ross making some plays from my guy Cup. Yeah, Cup. Uh, everywhere. Yeah, I mean these guys were everywhere making plays. Mm-hmm. I couldn't Durrell, tell you one thing Traven Durrell did. I, was, I specifically watched him today mm-hmm. thinking because I'm like, I haven't seen him. And I thought, David, I thought he was hurt. I thought he was hurt. I, I didn't see That's him at all. That's not good. That's not and good. And then all of a sudden I'm watching, okay, let's find him. Wearing the white helmets today, which I absolutely hate. I know you love it. It makes him harder to find. It does. And, it, and so I'm watching him. And obviously he needed to wear the gold helmet, so I needed to find him. Mm-hmm. But he, I didn't think he I, – I think these practices have been terrible for him. Not great. I really do. And for somebody coming in that we thought might have – and there's a lot of names. I mean, this wide receiver group really stretches. Yeah. And now you're trying to elevate yourself yeah. into a position where – well, and, and, and I'm not saying you, may, you base everything on the senior bowl. I will say this. Al Davis, back in the day for the Raiders, he used to draft players off how well they played in the senior bowl. That was something that was important to him. I really, but, but, I like the, I mean, this is the only, and Dane, I'm stealing a line from Dane, but this is the only time during the entire draft process where you get to watch people play football. Right. So I think that's important. Um, and yeah, I mean, you don't want to discredit everything. And Traven Doral is probably familiar with this. His quarterback play was not great this week. Wasn't right. great his entire college yeah, career. Yeah, but the other so. receivers had to deal with the same issues that as well. That is a fair point. That is a fair point. And I'm just looking for a guy that, you know, if you talk about the measurables, yeah. you talk about the size, you talk about, you know, it's 6'1", 206. And we've seen him make plays. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the receiver play, I mean, the, excuse me, the quarterback play at LSU wasn't great. But we've seen these kids, these kids this week be bad ball catchers. Yeah. He couldn't separate. And when he did separate, they threw it to him and he dropped the ball. So, I mean, that, that, that to me was very disappointing in a group of receivers that, that seemed to have uh, some guys were able to elevate their games. No, I completely agree with you. I'm trying to think. Who else, who else disappointed me? That, that's okay. There's one that's. Any stood offensive out to me. lineman disappoints you, David? I think I'm disappointed that Forrest Lamp didn't get to do the whole. I was going to. Same thing about Tredavious White, the other LSU yeah. kid. Is, I mean, it's not his fault, but he didn't get to finish the week. He's hurt. Uh, Ryan Anderson got hurt. He didn't go today. He's going to try to play in the game. But so you're talking, I mean, Ryan Anderson was a leader on Alabama. Trey White's a four-year starter at LSU. Lamp is supposedly the best offensive lineman here. So you're talking about three of your better prospects who kind of faded out of practice this week. Yeah, the, well, the thing about it, too, we wanted to see Lamp play some guard. That That's where I wanted because yeah. it's a projection. If you watch him play at Western Kentucky, excuse me, he is a guy that plays left tackle. So they were going to give him an opportunity to play some guard this week. I wanted to see how that, uh, you know, because we remember it very well being here and watching and watching Zach Martin play both tackle and guard he was and play against Aaron Donald. Superstar. He yeah. Like he stole the sh- And it's hard to steal the show when you're an offensive lineman. Right. Because it's not flashy work. But he stole the senior bowl in 2014. I got one for you. Um, and we, we've talked about him. We don't have to get yeah. too into it. But – 2015 Thorpe Award winner. I was hoping to see more of something from Desmond King. I mean, I just you're talking about. I mean, yeah. and I know the board has changed already from what it was last year. People were saying he right. might go. He, he was he was a he was a big time guy in 2015. Now you're thinking of him as like more of a second round. I don't guy. know. You know, last year he would have been a first round player. Yeah, he would have been drafted. I as a first don't know round if player. he is now though. No, he's probably. And not. I don't think I saw anything at these practices where I was like, "Oh, this yeah. guy's a baller." Like, and that's. That's really all you can look for, like you're saying. When you're not, you're not watching tape, watching rewind after rewind. You get one rep, and then you move your attention somewhere else. I didn't see him do anything amazing this entire week. Yeah, I'm focused a little bit too on the uh, with uh, look with the slam a little bit for the offensive line because you know we are talking a little bit about doing well, the you're Cow- a blocker yeah. guy. Yeah. Kind well, of no, I'm just trying to figure out. Big, it, big could guy. there be a guy? Could there be a guy that the Cowboys? You know, and and trust me, I've got some questions for you about that twenty eighth yep. pick. I'm excited, but uh, you know, and I and uh, you know Zach Banner. We haven't really talked much about Zach Banner, the massive tackle from USC. Plays right tackle at USC, and uh, they moved him over to the left side today. And I, I to me, I was interested to see if he was going to get exposed over there. Did he? Didn't feel like he did. Didn't feel like he did. Felt like that maybe he was going to have some problems with some rush off the edge. Dane thinks he's a little bit slow-footed guy. I don't disagree with Dane on that. 
But there's tape you can watch him at USC and him, you know, having to play against Alabama in the opening day, a little bit of trouble there. That's sure. the kind of guy Tim Williams, yeah. those guys are going to give you. Tim Williams yeah. beating a lot of guys Yeah, exactly. In his They're going to give you some problems doing that. But I didn't think he got totally exposed playing on the on the left side. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested if they go ahead in this game and continue to play him on that left side to see, you know, hey, give, give NFL scouts the opportunity to see him play over there. I love to hear that. Because, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys do not need a left tackle. Right. But they might need a – well, they need – tackle is a bigger need than I feel like a lot of people would want to admit because Doug Free has struggled. He's also in the last year of his deal. Sure. Chaz Green has played four out of 32 possible games, 34 if you – no, 33 if you count the playoffs. Sure. Yeah, so you're. I mean, I feel good. I feel fine for 2017, but that might be something you want to look at. And you know, everybody's going to blow up my mentions about moving Lyle Collins out there, but you're also probably losing Ron Leary. So that means. I mean, the line is obviously fine, but it's something you got to keep an eye on. So I'm down to draft an offensive tackle in, in this draft, honestly, if it falls the way. So it falls that we way. kind of felt like though there were some guys that helped themselves. Yeah, some guys that didn't do so well to have the opportunity. Maybe like Kent was talking about, you got some gamers. Yeah, maybe those oh, guys, are, you know, yeah, that were gamers. But I, you know what? I, I think that when you watch the practices, I mean, that tells you a lot about these kids. It does how they compete and work against. And some of these kids did a nice job, I think, during yeah. this week. And well, to Kent's point, I mean, somebody who had a bad week, Traven Dural, could go out there and throw up four catches. And then, for and, yards and they'll and talk about us next week yeah. on the draft show. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you could have a, oh, you could practice great when the camera aren't on you all week and then not show up in the game. So, I mean, yeah. Saturday definitely still that, important. Was, was anyone really talking about – I mean, he was Dak, but was anybody no. talking about Dak? No. I mentioned Until that. the game, he won MVP. And then and we were then, all interviewing him. I yeah. mentioned that in the, in the story I'm writing uh, for this week is that, I mean, we talked about Dak, but everybody was losing their minds about Carson Wentz. Yeah. And I guarantee you, if you go back to last week, we were talking more about Jacoby Brissett and probably Cody Kessler than we were talking about Dak Prescott. Absolutely. So, yeah, I agree. Only sure. time will tell. Okay, well, we're going to take our first break. Uh, when we come back uh, here in the draft show, we're going to do a little Twitter on the 20s. So if you get your questions in, we will get to those, and uh, we'll be right back. With unlimited data from AT&T, you can stream your favorite DirecTV content almost anywhere. Side effects may include sports-induced public celebration, yes! increased desire to share spoilers, and repeated late-night use of the phrase, just one more episode. The unlimited effect. Get unlimited data when you switch to AT&T Wireless and have DirecTV. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Must have eligible TV service. If you're not eligible, AT&T will move you to a new plan and overage charges may apply. Plan will include stream saver. Other restrictions apply. See store for plan details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag troop thanks. That's hashtag troop thanks. And by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. I went to my first Cowboy football game at the Cotton Bowl when I was 10 years old. I've been a Cowboy fan ever since in the Super Bowl years and the not-so-good ones. Teamwork is what makes winners. At the law office of Domingo Garcia, we play as a team to win your case. If you have been hurt in a car or truck accident, injured on the job, call the law office of Domingo Garcia and join our winning team. With offices in Dallas, Houston, Austin, Odessa, and Tyler, we can help you in Texas. Call 214-941-8300. 214-941-8300. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here at the Draft Show from Mobile, Alabama. Our final night at the Senior Bowl. We head back to the Star tomorrow and uh, get to work on the um, working on breaking this thing down. We're going to get the film in, and uh, I'll have some reports up, how some guys played, and we'll be able to talk about it a little bit 
next week, next Thursday, uh, when we do the draft show. Make sure you're on DallasCowboys.com this weekend because the other half of the crew is at the Pro Bowl. So check out uh, all the fine work on DallasCowboys.com. Like I say, we got some stuff up tonight from the Senior Bowl. The guys there, Nick Eatman, Taylor Stern, Rob Phillips, those guys are doing uh, work over there at the Pro Bowl. So it looks like a lot of fun from uh, with uh, what we've seen so far from Zeke and Dak and Des Bryant and uh, all these guys making some comments. So uh, just to keep an eye on that. Okay, so uh, right now we're going to get into a staple uh, that uh, Ed Cahill created. It's one of my favorites because it allows the fans to participate. If you want to get us a question, make sure you do it to get it to us at the draft show. Should be following at the draft show anyway. Uh, Kent Garrison puts out a lot of good content on there. Kind of gives you an idea when the shows will be on, and and uh, and that gives you that schedule. So and Periscope too. We live stream the show on Periscope on the Twitter. Yeah. So that's a reason to follow it just Absolutely. to watch the show on there. On Absolutely. Twitter, so. Yeah. So with all that being said, we'll Twitter go. on the twenty. There we go. Thank you, Kent uh, and Eddie. As always, I'm gonna mix two because we've talked about them. So I guess people are curious. Aiden and then friend of the show Bobby. Um, they want to know wh- how do how much do you think that Cooper Cup has elevated himself, and has he? I mean, has he to you? He's the best receiver that's been here, in my opinion. Is he the best receiver that's been here this week? Well, I'll tell you what, though, and you know, I I really like what I've seen with with Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, coming in, I I'd seen him when I was watching Youngstown State. Mm-hmm. When I was actually watching classic Robert, game, yeah, that that playoff game, and and I told you it was frigid conditions snow, cold, all that stuff, and he was making play after play after play in that football game. And so, you know, he comes here with some pro coaching uh, and is able to uh, uh, to translate. His game translates very well. Uh, they put him on the outside. He's a he's a, uh, an outstanding route runner. He knows how to get open. Someone was, you know, uh, kind of comparing. There was a kid named Cole, uh, Danny Cole, that they yeah. drafted here. And they yeah. said, was he, Dan- is he Danny Cole? No, he's a, he's a better route runner. He's a more savvy route runner. He's a, I think he's a better receiver uh, reception-wise with the hands and stuff like that. But the routes, he finds ways to get open. He can beat separation. He's really good along the sidelines, too, coming back for the football. He understands how to get his feet and bounce. These are all things very positive. I, I think that, that the scouts knew about him. Mm-hmm. The scouts knew about him. The fans now are starting to learn about him. And, yeah, I, I think that he, he's done everything that he did at Eastern Washington. And, and, and Dane even said the stat last night, 40-something receptions, you know, against uh, those oh, uh, Pac-12 yeah. opponents oh, yeah. and, and a large number of touchdowns as well. Let me ask you this. I remember talking about this last year at the Senior Bowl. We were so high on Braxton Miller based on these practices. And sure. then he kind of came down to earth and kind of – are we – is this like the senior bowl bump? Like, he's a good player, but – No, Braxton Miller at receiver. And I know it was his first yeah, year. First yeah, first year. This yeah. this guy's a legitimate he, – He's been balling yeah, his whole college Yeah, he's career. been – and there's a bunch of – there's a bunch of Pac-12 teams right now that are probably like going, what were we thinking in recruiting? You know, when you, when yeah. you see a player like that, oh, yeah. it just emerges. And nothing against Eastern Washington. They're in the playoffs. It's a quality program. But – when you're when you see kids like that play, you're thinking, okay, why did we not recruit? I bet you he's a second round pick, but he's not there when the Cowboys pick in the second round. No, you're basically, no, about I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I think people will take. And now this this draft is pretty deep for receivers, though. Yeah. So when it gets all said and done, we'll have an opportunity. We get to the combine to start ranking these guys where they are. So. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up. It's something we. It's a question we talked about off the air. Everybody wants defense. That's understandable. Right. Uh, would you rather draft like a, a top? I mean, there's going to be some good receivers there at 28. Right. Maybe not pass rushers. I mean, it, and I think a lot of people are on board with this, and a lot of people are not as far as the concept of maybe taking a wide receiver in the first round of this draft. I think there's, you know, and, 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 and let's do this. One of my questions deals with that. And, 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 okay. and, and, and it's not specific to the wide receiver but I want to include it in with what we're going to do. So okay. when we do that, if we can get to that, and, and we'll I, I promise we'll get to that. I'll get to that question. I promise I will. Okay. Uh, we talked about Carol Phillips earlier this week. Illinois. Uh, Johnny just wants to know about his week in general, what you yeah. thought. Not a guy that you knew a lot about going Didn't know this a whole game. lot about him. Knew more about Smoot. But I'll tell you what, one of those guys that showed up every practice, 
There was a guy that was it was he plays with tremendous passion. He hustles. He's got some really he's got skill. He's got explosive quickness. He can get around the corner. He can run to the football. He could chase. All those things that you really, really like. I like the fact they put his hand down and let him go, let him mm-hmm. rush a couple of times mm-hmm. too. I thought that was I thought he I thought he did himself proud. I thought both the Illinois kids, him and Smoot, I thought did a nice job this week uh, showing their athletic ability. Tony Underwood wants to know what you thought about Corn Elder. Yeah, the Miami kid. Had a pick today. Had a pick today, sure did. You know what, I noticed him a little bit. I didn't notice him as much yesterday. Noticed him today with the pick. Played him in the slot, a little bit of a smaller guy. But i tell you what, though, I like the movement skill there. I really, really do. I like the fact that he could play on the outside. But I also I think he might be a better player inside, Dave. I think when you start to say, you know, we, we saw what Anthony Brown was able to do. You know, coming into league, I think he's initially going to start playing inside, yeah, and then work his way back to the outside. But there's some, there's movement skill there. There's ball skills, obviously, with the interception today, and the fact he played in a pro, in a program where he had to play against a lot of quality receivers, especially Miami playing against. You can watch the game against, you know, against the Clemson's and those types mm-hmm. of teams. Of the world. He can hold his own. Remember like five years ago when the ACC was a joke and yeah. now it's a juggernaut? Well, they got the national champion rolling out of that division. Uh, Dustin, Justin, uh, we're talking about the guys that are here. Um, who, imp- What pass rusher impressed you the most this week? You know what? I, I think when I look at just the overall, if you said the edge rushers, I really, really, really liked what I saw from Smoot. Okay. I, really, I really do. And I know I talked to him. I talked about him earlier. I, I also – I think that that was the one – we kind of addressed Hall. We addressed the kid from Villanova a little bit. I think the kid – I wrote about this from about the Villanova kid. When they were doing the circle drill and – and Stiff. I, yeah, he did look stiff, didn't he? It's and, hard not to be yeah. stiff when you're that gigantic, when, but, I feel but, like. But, like but you're not going to be but, an agile but person. But how about, though, when you see David Urban? Does David Urban at 6'7 look stiff? Not really. See, that's what I'm saying. And, but it, it's hard, and you're right about that. It, it, it's hard to not – but what I was talking about, folks, if you read our, my story tonight on DallasCowboys.com, the circle drill is actually what it is. It's a complete – it's like a giant hula hoop. Right. Okay? And they put the quarterback bag in, at one end of the hula hoop. It's all about bending. And it's all about bending, and they, they did a great job of showing – the Browns coaches showed you about these kids' ability to turn the corner and bend, and he didn't bend all that well. And so that's something, you know and, – and I thought that if you played him wide – he has a better chance to rush as opposed to playing him tight. But when he played tight, in this, uh, tight meaning near uh, head up or inside, he was able to take the inside gap and, and do a little bit better than when he played wide. This is something that I noticed while I was writing my story for Friday. Uh, the Reddick guy, Temple. Reddick. Hassan yeah. Reddick. He's small. Yeah. He's 6'1". Yeah. 247. Yeah. It is like I mean he and he he was a beast. He was great all week. He was he well. Was the fact a, with him nasty. He's yeah, the mean. fact with him. I I'm talking about the defensive ends, the rushers, the yeah. pass rushers. He's the one guy though. When you talk about this, that like if try and find a spot, a nickel it, player. Like what do you, what would the Cowboys do with him? He would be a lot like Damon Wilson, I believe. I so think, you he would be a stand up linebacker. I for you. I think he's a stand up linebacker, okay. and, and and he he might even be a better a better. Kyle Wilbur. But Kyle Wilbur's always around the ball. How many yeah. times this ball's on the ground, Kyle Wilbur, he's always doing something. But the, the, to me, this kid is is that type of play. Damon Wilson plays the Sam linebacker. Maybe you play this kid as a will and just let him run to the football. I just – and I don't know. Maybe it's not fair. Did, Rod Marinelli's scheme scares me when it comes to, like, hybrid tweener guys. Like, I just – I don't trust that they're going to – figure out what to do with a guy who doesn't have a true position like that, you know? And that's yeah. why, you know, I don't that's see them that, ever drafting like a Tyron Matthew type or any of those linebacker safety hybrids. People ask me today, is his, is his scheme just too old school? And I don't know if that's the right. I, I don't think it's too old. Like, it can work. It worked this year, obviously not against Aaron Rodgers, but like it works. It's just, it's very basic. And like, that's Rod's entire ethos is like, Simplify it and just get guys knowing what they're supposed to do and getting to the football. And it can be devastating. I mean, the the mid-2000s Bears teams kicked butt running that stuff. So I don't have a problem with the scheme. 
I just don't think you're going to see any type of um, overcomplicated or like anything, you know, like the Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians type of defenses where there's all these fluid formations and maybe sometimes you only have two down linemen. Like that's not Rod Marinelli's style. Yeah. It's just not going to well, that, happen. That's, you, were you ever here? You weren't here for uh, – I was you not here for Rob. Rob, right. See, no. that's – and Rob's scheme was too complicated. And that, that's I would, the, that was the problem. I kind of like the idea of having a really simple scheme that you can plug any idiot into. Right. Like honestly. And, and it, it especially works if your talent's not that great either, right. I think. So yeah. I don't have a problem with the scheme. I just think – during the draft process, I'm just like, oh, that guy's probably not going to wind up here because that's just not the way Rod Marinelli does defense. And that, you know, maybe that's not great, but it it it's just the way it is. Yep. So, um, what else do we have? What else do we have? Oh, I got a Rod Marinelli question for you today too. By uh, the way, oh, do you? Yeah. Is it what is it about what we were just talking about? Oh, just about? yeah. Get ready. Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh Okay. Um all right, here's one. And then this is I actually I wanted to ask you this. Uh Drove, and I like this because you're always saying this is a this is a draft show, not a Cowboys show. So yeah. um, so and I know, you know, it's early in the process, but he's he's I'm gonna get a little drafty with the Cowboys though here in a minute. That's I, fine. I'm, I'm gonna play to your expertise is what I'm gonna do. What do you think in general, based on what you know about this quarterback class as it compares to other quarterback classes? And this this guy is asking from the Bills' perspective, who pick yeah. top ten and have to make yeah, a decision the, on what they and, want to do and about this Tyrod is be, this is going to be tough because you know what is what is the North Carolina kid, Trubisky? You know, Trubisky. What is he? What is the Notre Dame kid? What are any of them? Yeah, yeah, Kaiser. Yeah, Ka- yeah Kaiser. On, and I know he balled See, out against Alabama. Yeah. but What is Deshaun Watson? What is Deshaun Watson? And you know what? And I'm, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to. Well, I'll, again, that's another question I have for the end. But but yeah, I, I think that you know if you're one of those teams from just what I've seen, these quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl, I don't think any one of these guys can help you. Oh, the, God, the, uh, the no. six guys. None of these, no, I don't see any of these None six of these guys. Kids. So you eliminate those guys. I think Dane even said he had like three of them had draftable grades. You know, of what he saw, I. I would be, I would be, a, I would be nervous. I would be really nervous just about what I know, the unknown of what I was talking about, the 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 North Carolina, the Notre Dame, the Clemson. I, I personally think, I personally think the Clemson guy can play. Yeah, I, I oh, mean, I he I, can I, absolutely play. I, I mean, but I think he could lead an NFL team. Is he a number one pick? I and Dane, number one overall. He's Michael Jordan. That's what Dabo Swinney <laughs> think. Dane quoted a, a personnel guy anonymously yeah. at the start of the week as saying, like, Miles Garrett has to be the number one pick. I don't overcomplicate it. Oh, no, it. no, I, yeah. I agree with him. Yeah. I just – it's the only the only position that's worth unseating him for is a quarterback. And even if Watson or – if any of those guys are good, I don't think they're good enough to merit that. And I feel – but every year every Does year, Jonathan forever, Allen do enough for you that you would not take Miles Garrett? I like Jonathan Allen a lot. Yeah, like a lot, a lot, and I love the fact like he can pay, play any position on the defensive line, right? But Garrett's just—he's not clowny, but he's like that clowny type of athlete where he can just do a lot of stuff. For if you, you. compared him and Clowny, there's no way I, I would take Clowny every I, single time. I agree. I don't no, see I Clowny here. I don't. I see. I see. That, a that's freakish, what scares. I see a freakish level of athleticism, though. Oh yeah, but I. And but that's what I Clowney, mean. When I compare him to Clowny. I just Clowny could. And I don't know, and, and, and the problem I have with, with Miles Garrett is the fact that I have, to, I have to sit there and figure out when he's healthy and when he's not healthy. Yeah. That's the problem. I have guys telling me all the time, it's like, what games you watch? Well, I watched the S one. Oh, he wasn't healthy. Yeah, he was coming off of an injury wasn't or yeah, had a bad so week the week I before. Don't know, I don't know if he's 60% in games, and I don't know if he's 100% Did you games. watch him last year? Did well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's we're going to have to do. Yeah, because this year you do not get a clear understanding of what he is as a player. Maybe he gets the UCLA game. So you're maybe s- that's the first. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the healthiest he's going to be. That's it. And I mean, Jonathan Allen's going to be a top five pick if I had to guess. But you think he's better than Garrett? I think that teams. I think. I, the think, I think the teams are going to. I think there's going to be some teams that might very well have Allen as their top their top defensive lineman. Where do you think he fits better? Three, Allen? 3-4 three, or 4-3? Three. 
oh, I'm going to play him in a three in a four three. Yeah, because I think he's a three technique. And I don't. And I'm. And what's so sad about this is I don't think he's Aaron Donald. I don't think he has that Aaron Donald quickness. I think he's got more power than Aaron Donald, but I don't think he has the Aaron Donald quickness. See, that just tells you a bit how the draft is, though, for some of these defensive linemen. If you're looking at pro comparisons for Garrett and Allen, what would you say? Oh, we got to figure that out. See, that's that's the – I mean, because people are going to say – they're going to try and compare – The questions him. are going to come. No, I'm no, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got you got to figure out, though, if you do believe he's clowny-like. I don't think he's clowny. Yeah. I don't. I mean, and I pr- trust oh, me, man. I'm going to sit down and figure him out, though. Like Kent was talking about, if you have to go back and look at the junior tape, because the senior tape coming back – Coming back doesn't doesn't paint the picture really probably what the player is. The expectation was just speaking from an A and M perspective. The ex- expectation was so high on Miles Garrett, and he got hurt, and this was not the year he was supposed to have. This ag- this Aggie right here is just going to bat for his. I'm saying he right would have been if he had been healthy. He would have been in New York. Uh, you know, he's that wow. kind of player. Wow! If he had been healthy, wow. that's not. Okay. Dane still has him as his number one player. I, I think he's. And pretty, he's been hurt. He's I think unanimous. Dane also had Laramie Tunsil as his number one player last year. Yeah, he well, did. He did. <laughs> a gas mask hey, prevented him let, from being let, the number let, one let player. Me t- let me tell you this, though. Let me tell you, when you evaluate 300 guys, you're yeah. going to have uh, you're going to have one or two of them where you're not yeah. too happy. True. Okay, Kent, we're going to take our final break, and then we come back. I want to get into some of these. These are cowboy type questions, yeah. but I want to use my 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 colleague here who give has, the people what they want. Give these people what they want. So we'll be right back with the draft show. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. With unlimited data from AT&T, you can stream your favorite DirecTV content almost anywhere. Side effects may include sports-induced public celebrations, increased desire to share spoilers, and repeated late-night use of the phrase. Just one more episode. The unlimited effect. Get unlimited data when you switch to AT&T Wireless and have DirecTV. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Must have eligible TV service. If you're not eligible, AT&T will move you to a new plan and overage charges may apply. Plan will include stream saver. Other restrictions apply. See store for plan details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, Cowboy legends, cheerleaders, and me, Brian Broaddus. Want to stay at the team hotel? With Star Sports Tours, you can. And our outstanding ticket selection is unmatched. You can trust the official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit StarSportsTours.com to book your travel packages today. When an injury keeps you from being active, you want one place that has the expertise to care for all your orthopedic needs. As the largest not-for-profit healthcare system in Texas, Baylor Scott & White Health is ready to care for you as a whole person. From athletic injuries to arthritis, you'll get personalized care from orthopedic specialists. So no matter where life finds you, today or in years to come, trust that we'll be there to care for you. To find a physician, visit BaylorScottandWhite.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here in Mobile, Alabama, final night of the draft show. And uh, we'll be back in the studio at the Star next Thursday doing this again. Uh, have the full crew. Dane Brugler uh, is uh, on his way back to Dallas. So we're going to tie everything up here and head back ourselves tomorrow. Uh, also want to thank everybody out there who's kind of followed along with us uh, in the draft show this week, all the folks that have uh, – uh, retweeted the shows. We've already and, done four of these things. Yeah, and, and, this, and we're gonna and we got and we got full, uh, full coverage too coming up at the end of the month. We're combine, February, yeah, yeah, we got the combine coming up about so. a month from By, a month, today. Yeah, exactly. February twenty eighth. So we'll have shows there every day. So that'll be a whole new thing. But uh, again, thanks to everybody out there that uh, loves the draft show, that listens to it, that participates. We love the questions, and uh, we hope we're doing a great job for you guys. Okay, speaking of questions. I've got some draft show questions, and these are going to be really Cowboy-specific because I, I want to use your expertise here. Okay, here we go. Question, and I'll answer two. Question number one, more likely the Cowboys trading Tony Romo 
or moving up into the first round of the draft, moving into the top 15 in the draft? Uh, more likely they trade Tony, I think. That's moving you can't in. Can't do both. Moving in. <laughs> oh, damn. What? Ooh. Get a one more, for Tony. More likely. More. Likely. I think it's more likely they deal Tony. Like I just maybe I will be proven to be wrong, but something's got to give with that. I think he's he. Something has to happen. You're not going in next season with things the way they are. With this, with the with the teams being small, probably Denver, Houston. Maybe Chicago, if it on a hometown deal, not you know a home area thing. I think that depends on whether Tony thinks they can compete. Yeah, I, I just threw them in there as yeah, a, yeah. But 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 you're, you're small. If you're Houston or Denver, do you offer Dallas anything, or do you just know that Dallas is in such a hole with that contract that they're going to have to let him go, and you're going to then you're going to turn into like a, a Peyton Manning situation where you have to recruit. Remember Manning had an opportunity Arizona. The number – the n- and, yes, I do remember that. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. The no. number of people who would become interested if he was a free agent, I feel like, would grow. And that doesn't mean that they could necessarily get him for right. sure because right. he wants to go somewhere He'll pick good. and choose, but we're going the Tony Romo tour. But, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I think you maybe make an offer to keep the keep the other teams out of it. I think the thing is is – what are the Cowboys' expectations of what they can get, and are they willing to negotiate that? Like, let's—I yeah. mean, Houston would probably give up a third-round pick for Tony Romo, maybe, or yeah, fourth, or a, a third, and a—you know—start with a third. Brett Favre went for a third. Exactly. Brett Favre went for a third, and he had less left in the tank than Tony Romo does. I would argue, and so, but is that enough? Especially when you're talking about the emotion that's involved in this, and Jerry Jones is like. That's Tony Romo. That's yeah. and he's our he's the he's in the Ring of Honor. We're not getting rid of him for a third round pick. No way. Is there a chance it neither happen? Me- of course. Yeah. I would I would not put it past oh. Jerry Jones to keep Tony Romo. I would not not at okay, all. Okay. If he doesn't a, get what he wants, there's a chance that neither happens. I I don't see the Cowboys making a trade that big because that's to move into the top fifteen. You're talking about giving up a decent amount of stuff to move that many spots. Okay. Uh and all of a sudden you're talking about that that's something you do if you think you're one player away. I tried to make it difficult. Yeah, difficult and training Romo and difficult moving up. Okay, I think it's I think it's very likely that neither one of those happens, but I still think somehow Tony Romo's not on this team in twenty seventeen. Let Terrence Williams and Bryce Butler both walk and draft or try to re sign both. I have no interest in re signing both of them. So you want to draft? I honestly and Terrence Williams is better than he gets credit for. He is. He's a willing blocker. He's a good teammate. He may. He's got a penchant for making big plays, but he's not so great that I want to pay what I think it's going to cost. So I'm already mentally moving on. So him, Butler gone. You want to draft or, with what they currently or, have? Honestly, and like Butler did not have a great year, but I'm thinking he's good enough and he's cheap. He should not be that expensive based right. on his body of work. Bring him back on a very team friendly deal. And then as your number four, and then draft a new number two. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Eyeball test on Cup as opposed to the other two. If you could have Cup or Williams or Butler. I I love that. I love Cooper Cup. I think he's great. And if he, I mean, you need to study him some more. But, yeah. Well, but not only that, just but the I mean, eyeball, the simple yeah, eyeball and test. You're, you're talking about a rookie going against other rookies in yeah. the Senior Bowl with guys they don't know, as opposed to four-year pros who have played in the playoffs and stuff like that. So, sure. I mean, but I think in I, your mind, though, you have them both gone. Lance, Lance. I told you this yesterday. I he's White Jarvis Landry, and Jarvis Landry's a stud. Yeah. Like he's a, I, I want, I would want Cooper Cup on this team, and if he's there, I don't know if I feel comfortable drafting him at twenty eight, but I definitely feel comfortable drafting him in the second round. He's it, a very good player. Is Rod Marinelli's, uh, is Rod Marinelli's? Excuse me, let me talk. Is Rod Marinelli's style too particular with the players? I mean, you know, we always talk about the orphans, but the question is, is he too particular when he's evaluating players? Yeah, maybe, and, and I mean the fact that he doesn't. Oh, just give me that guy. Just give me this guy. Give me that guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, is is it? Do you think it's time for Rod Marinelli, Rod Marinelli to step up and say, "Give me this guy," and and it be 
a high-level draft pick. It, it, say it's the 28th player. I Instead think, of saying, oh, no, you can just give me a fifth-round guy and I'll be okay. I think Rod Marinelli falls into the trap of he's, he's like, I want guys who hustle and who work hard and come bring their lunch pail every day, and that's a great attitude. You want that, but you need talent too. You need guys – and that's what – we talk about this defense not getting any takeaways – the Bears got takeaways. Charles Tillman got like twelve a year Million. for like he, all the peanut, all, the punch. peanut punch. Yeah, these they're the DBs don't make plays on the ball. Even I mean, can Will okay. McClay and Jerry convince him to do this? Then they don't need to convince him to do anything. Will McClay and Jerry make the calls. You need to get a list from Rod of the guys that he likes and get them in here. And yeah, yeah, I mean, but he might not like the guys that we're talking about. Those high level, we're talking about defensive ends that could actually play he'll, he'll, instead of a guy down the line in the fourth, fifth round. He'll find a way to use them if they're there. Okay. Uh, I, I And you can never predict it. You don't want to reach, obviously. Drafting for need can be dangerous. But all things being equal, the, for the first player taken by the Cowboys in this draft should be on defense. But it's just who knows. Long-term trust, David. Charles Tapper or Chaz Green? Are you drafting there at both spots? Um. Okay. Well, I would draft it both anyway, regardless. I get long-term trust. I trust Chaz more because I've seen him play, and he played well. Yep. You're talking about the health of both, really. Yeah. You trust him as the playing ability and the health-wise, or you let now you like okay, now well, worried because now you're going to have to probably draft to those two spots. Here's the thing. Okay. It, you're not really counting on Charles Tapper to be a difference maker anyway. He was oh. he was pick one oh one. Like you're wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't you expect him to be at one oh one? At one oh one I expect him pick to pick one thirty five is uh, okay. maybe the league MVP. Were we were we expecting that? Were we? Uh, you, you drafted though, but if this is it goes back to Marinelli. I think once you're talking about fourth round picks, obviously you want all your draft picks to be good. Sure you do. But when you get into the fourth round, you're no longer talking about players that you expect to start and excel. You're not drafting Anthony well, Hitchens you, at, like, at 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 what D Hellman Hellman DC <laughs> yeah, Hellman what DC is. whatever. It's not even close. <laughs> at the fourth, the third round is. And Dane said it last night. The third round. Third up to the third round, you expect these guys to be starters. Everything after that, you expect them to not be terrible and you hope for the best. So with that in mind, Chaz is a third round pick. I'm expecting him. I need him to be the tackle of the future when Doug Free is gone. Tapper, you need to fix the end anyway. They need to put resources into that regardless of what Tapper is. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So honestly, for me, do I do I sound crazy? Offensive tackle is the bigger concern in the long term because you don't have anything behind Doug Free if Chaz Green's no good. Whereas you need you got a lot of stuff you got to fix on the defensive line. You're not looking at Charles Tapper to be your savior. Chaz Green needs to be something, or else you're going to have to draft somebody. So I don't know. Did I answer your question? Yeah, that's good. McDermott and or Banner. We talked about two Pac-12 guys. Yeah, we're looking at tackles. I don't think it would be a bad idea to draft an offensive tackle in this draft. If I mean. Basically, I guess I could have summed it up that way. Name a position you'd be surprised that the Cowboys would draft in the first round. I said this. Okay, they have no business drafting a quarterback, a running back, and I think a, a center. I forgot center. Yeah. No need for a center. And a linebacker. And a linebacker. Yeah. I think those are the four where I would really be like, huh? Although, now that – I mean, if something crazy happened, if – if Leonard Fournette was sitting there at 28, and they just, I, I mean, it would, it's not necessary, but I wouldn't. I mean, you're talking about BPA, you right? Know? If injuries push Dalvin Cook to 28, and they, dra- I would, I would get it. I might not agree with it, but I would get it. But st- those four, I, those four positions, no, go away. I don't need. Give them. me a position you'd be surprised though they would draft. Any other one? No, I mean, quarterback, running back, center, linebacker. Yeah. They, they, but every, everything else, everything I else think, is open. Kicker and punter, obviously, like, get that out of here. You're not drafting that. Long snapper. I think guard would be surprising, but I don't – the offensive line is your bread and butter. It's the reason they're good in the first place. So I'm not going to jump down their throats for doing that. Why? What about you? No, I I, I think that to me – Every other position, I think, is, is you can you could talk me into doing it. You could talk me into a safety, a corner, an yeah. end, a D tackle, an offensive tackle. A wide receiver. What am I missing? I'm going to get you. All right, then this. Then, then follow up with this question. Then here's my other question: Do you draft another mid-round quarterback, or 
Kellen Moore, or do you work out Johnny Manziel? I was going to say, get Johnny Manziel away from me. We've talked about this off the air. He might deserve another chance at the NFL. A work, I said workout. I didn't say workout. sign. I said You're workout. Right. I'm sorry. I said draft a mid-round quarterback, Kellen Moore, or work out Johnny Manziel. I think a young quarterback should be on this team. Same thing I said about the running back. Okay. Draft me a quarterback in the sixth round or sign a guy. In All right, let me follow agency. back up then. What if that Clemson kid's there at 28? Deshaun Watson? Yeah. No. No. If De- if if Deshaun Watson's there at 28, you leverage that into a trade with somebody who needs a quarterback. But you don't want to go back because no. you don't want to use the, the lose the fifth-year option. I, I'd rather have the picks than a quarterback that's going to not do anything at all. He's not going to do anything. He's going to sit behind freaking MVP candidate Dak Prescott. There's no need – no. I And, yeah, you lose the fifth-year option, I'd still – what if you? What if I told you? All right, they go back from twenty. You think he'd be a pretty good fit for how they play offense now? What if I told you you could have two top fifty picks instead of Deshaun Watson? Oh, I love the fifth and year then, option because the fifth okay. year option is going to help him on Zach Martin here. Two top fifty picks and then your second round pick, so you get three picks in the top sixty or so, as opposed to a quarterback. You need to learn need. the whole draft though before Obvi- I think. About it. Obviously, yeah, no, I know, I know. I don't. It would suck to lose the fifth year option. It doesn't make even a lick of sense to draft Deshaun Watson. I'd rather have Leonard Fournette collecting cobwebs behind Zeke than Deshaun Watson. Just that doesn't. No, that was not going to be there. It's it, so we're not. We're no, I'm just, I'm <laughs> It's January. We're just teams reach for, for quarterbacks so much in the first round. You would. Like. Ha- you have to trade that pick if that's what happens. If it's any quarterback. If and you said BPA, right? The um the Broncos or the Seahawks just did this, didn't they? Oh, they traded back to thirty-two, though. Yeah, they traded yeah. back, and then they took the they the took, tackle from uh, yeah. the tackle guard from Texas. Okay. I, I mean, you want the fifth-year option, but in that case, I would trade. Pat Mahomes interest you, mid-round guy, maybe Texas Tech. Absolutely. If I mean, we don't have a fifth round. Fifth round, yeah. We don't have a fifth-round pick right now, but if we did, yeah, I would draft that guy in a heartbeat in the, the Miami fifth or kid. sixth round. Uh, Kaya. Kaya. Sure. I. I would rather have Davis Webb as a priority free agent than. Give Johnny Manziel a workout. I know that. You would. Do you think Johnny Manziel is going to get a workout? I don't know. I, I Let's mean, talk about the draft. Not talk about him, but he was on their board pretty high at one he's time. He's got a lot more work to do than just admitting he was a douche on Twitter. Before I buy that, he's like ready to get a workout. This offense would be good for him. He's got a lot of work to do. This, he Stop. Can, he can play in this offense. Stop. <laughs> Here we go. Running out of time. Here's my last question for you. When it comes to picking players. Who has the most influence over Jerry Jones? Take Steven out of the equation. Will McClay or Jason Garrett? How can you take Steven out of the equation? Well, just take him out of the equation. I'm just trying to you take You can't, though. His, it's, all, it's all a conglomerate. I'm just saying, okay, going to Steven and Jerry both. Who has the most influence over the Joneses? Will McClay or Jason Garrett? Pick him players. Will. It should be Will if it's not. This is Will's job all year round, mm-hmm. and he's got a pretty damn good resume. You're not going to give Jason any credit for the right kind of guy mantra? <laughs> I The right kind of guy mantra goes out the window on occasion, so not really. Uh, I don't I don't, I don't. necessarily buy that, no. I seem to remember Zeke it. Zeke has his shirt off on TV, by the way. I it's, seem to. I, well, of, course, of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> they don't need to give him any gear at the Pro Bowl. I <laughs> seem to remember some defensive ends joining this roster a couple years ago who yeah. were good football players but not the right kinds of guys. Um, do you think, Do you think looking back at Randy Gregory, do you think that Jason Garrett was talked into that one? And Demarcus Lawrence. And, I mean, I know he's not a draft pick, but Greg Hardy too. Mm-hmm. Um Probably, yeah. If I had to guess, probably. And that, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's the mo of the draft. That's what you're talking about yesterday. He got a lot of problems, but he's a hell of a talented football player. And sometimes it works out for you, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, I, th- I think Will, on, I think the brain trust of Will and Steven is the engine that drives the I Cowboys. I agree with you draft on that. strategy. I agree with you on that. So, all right. Hopefully, they can keep it going. We're about to be done here. Some, just some final thoughts. And thanks for playing with the game. Yeah. Hope we got you guys thinking a little bit at home. Still want to draft. I mean, I always tie all these free agent moves into, and, and you can't you can't draft everybody. No. But you know what? I, I'm interested to see at the bottom of the board if they if we do see a surprise pick. I mean, I, that's, that's that's the prime. And, and maybe it's not going to be a quarterback. 
But I that's I, the I, prime I, territory to do something like that. Yeah. Because at twenty eight, we couldn't pass up this guy. At twenty eight, you're talking about a guy who either fell or a guy who's not a first round grade. Like right. that's so right. it's the prime time to do something like that. Yeah. I, I honestly took Travis Frederick at thirty. Not many people thought that they were going to do that. I support it, and honestly, I wrote about this today. I know we're running out of time, right. but last year it was. We are screwed without a quarterback. We got to do this. We got to fix this. We won four games. Right. This year, I know the pass rush needs help. I know the cornerback situation is iffy. But this year, I think you're coming into this with a different mindset. Is like, all right, let's just take stock. We've got, we got some holes to fill, but this is a good core, and we can. We've got some freedom to kind of play around here. I think that's going to make it interesting. I like what you said. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's going to do it for us here in Mobile, Alabama. I want to thank everybody out there once again for watching us, for listening, for tweeting, for being involved. Again, I hope we uh, educated you a little bit more today. Uh, for my buddy David Hellman, uh, for Dane Brugler, who's not here, hopefully he's safely back in Dallas. For Kent Garrison, executive producer, Ed Cahill, thank you. Derek Eagleton, thank you. And Taylor Stern, thank you for always pushing out our stuff. Uh, you've been listening to The Draft Show. We'll see you next Thursday from the Star in Frisco. Take care, guys. 